Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show. Hope everybody's doing pretty good. Uh, getting this bad boy rocking and rolling here. Gonna talk a little bit about Raw, about Monday Night Raw. Um, just a couple things that jumped out to me that are probably gonna take a little while to talk about. So, <laughs> But first, I want to um, thank everyone who is downloading this right now at uh, iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn, Radio.com or TazShow.com. So thank you for doing that. Much appreciated. As always, guys, I really much appreciate it. Uh, real quick, I, I did not do a reaction to, um, you know, to Backlash. Uh, wasn't a fan. And I'm just trying to, I, I, I just, I'm not going to go and just do, you know, sit for an hour, uh, 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever, and just bash it. I just wasn't a fan of the show. I just, you know, I think a lot of the stuff were, uh, finishes were, were kind of predictable and stuff like that. And, um, you know, talent worked hard. They always do. They have to work hard. But, you know, um, I just felt like, let me just, just rock on here and, and, and whatever and jump into uh, a little bit of raw talk here. Um, uh, some things that jumped out to me, uh, a, a couple things that popped out um, that were interesting to me. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole thing here. Uh, just uh, look at it. Um, it was a good show. I didn't think it was a bad show. Uh, that's for sure. But the Bobby Lashley situation revealing his family history, his family tree, his three sisters, I have to say, they have me intrigued, okay? They have me intrigued. And, um, you know, sometimes I can get, um, you know, when you've, been, you've worked there long enough and you've been in the business for a long time and you've worked on all different ends of the industry like yours truly, I'm not boasting or bragging. I'm just saying sometimes, like, it's tough. You get jaded. You know, it's tough to, it's tough to uh, you know, perk your eyebrows up. Like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Oh, wow. They're going someplace I didn't expect them to go. Um, and that's kind of what happened here <laughs> with this Lashley stuff for me. It's interesting. I have, I ain't gonna lie to you. I have no clue where they're going. And I like that. I'm shocked that, you know, it's definitely an angle. For those that don't realize that this is some kind of an angle, I'm not sure if Bobby has three sisters or not. I can't recall. I don't remember. I mean, but. I'm, I'm sure he does, but I, I they obviously had Bobby really delve into, which could have been a fictional thing going on here with some of the stuff he was saying. Um, it seems like they're setting something up here. So, and they're 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 going deeper into the character or a character for one Bobby Lashley. So, do I like that part of it that they're going deeper into a character for him? Yes. Do I like this character? It's too early to say yes or no. Um, would I have liked to seen them go more where Bobby is a killer 
an, a, a machine in there that just can just take you out and be a, 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 a some similarities to like a Brock Lesnar s type of guy, an MMA machine type type of uh, fella. Yeah, I would have liked to see that because I think that's right in Bobby's wheelhouse. Um, but. I'm not sure. Maybe Bobby wanted to go different depths. Maybe he wanted to go someplace different, and they're going somewhere different. And and like I'm saying, if anybody thinks that this is not like a gimmick or an angle or something, you're crazy. Because he sat there with Renee, and Renee Young, I should say, and it was all Bobby, just basically telling these stories about his, his three sisters when he was a little kid. And at first, I was like, all right. And then the longer he kept going and the more descriptive he was, more, I was like, ah, I'm smelling a work here. So, you know, and then at the very end, when Renee thanked him, he said, wait, I have one more thing to say. And he referenced his sisters again. I mean, you know, and he said a lot of them over. He said he loved them or something like that. Like, you know, it, it just, it shows you, look, they're, they're going someplace. You know, they're definitely going someplace. And and I, I, my, eye, my ears are perked up. I don't know if it's physically possible for my ears to actually perk up, but they are because... Like I'm saying about Bobby, it's it's um, maybe the things that I was hoping they were going to do with Bobby would be too predictable. Maybe those are things that um, we've kind of seen Bobby do in his time in WWE. Maybe his time in TNA, which, by the way, they did a um, video package that was excellent on Bobby Lashley's career and well, starting off as, as a young amateur wrestler all the way into college, you know, I mean, high school into college, into, into, into the U.S. Army and all this great stuff and everything about his family, which is a natural segue into the, the, the sit down with Renee. Obviously, it was great, great, all well done. A lot of push, 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 push in time went into this for Lashley. But um, <laughs> they talked about his WWE time and then that, well, then he was gone for whatever they said. I don't know how many years. And now he's back. Uh, like, and they just left out a chunk of something called TNA. Um, and he even showed a lot of his MMA stuff and gave his record, which was great. That's smart. That's awesome. Because uh, for those new WWE fans, it shows how credible this man is and he is um, and how real he, he can be when he wants to be. So, but look, I, I, the whole TNA WWE relationship—I I, don't—I can't explain. It. I mean, sometimes they mention them, sometimes they don't. I know TNA is not really TNA anymore. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, uh, you know uh, the Canadian uh, folks own it, and it's uh, Impact Wrestling and Straight Impact, I should say, or whatever. You know, like just the word Impact. Um, I don't follow it, so I, I'm not really uh, you know going to sit here and talk about it. But but I, I do think they should have somehow, some way acknowledged um, that he was someplace else with Solomon, but this is not the first time we've seen him WWE do this with talent that have come over or come back, I should say. Um, you know, but the, the thing is like with Kurt Angle, when Kurt come back and they put Kurt in the, in the WWE Hall of Fame, which was well-deserved, you know, they, they sat down and had Dixie Carter, you know, I mean, which is the, the, the former president of, uh, of TNA wrestling and owner, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so it's like, there's little inconsistencies there. I'm sure it's a business thing or maybe uh, there's more to it. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I, I'm just, I, you know, it just crossed my mind uh, that they just did not show this in the video package of, you know, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. It's like, oh, well, he did this, he did that. And then, uh, yeah, he uh, yeah, he was kind of gone for a while. And, oh, look at this, he's back. And he came back, WWE. Oh, come on, guys. 
Come on. You're, you're, you're a big chunk of your audience are people who subscribe to the WWE Network, right? You guys placate to them. You want to placate to the hardcore fan, the true wrestling purist. Well, you can't just completely blow that off. And for newer fans to the WWE Universe, you can let them know that he wasn't a different wrestling company that, you know, no one, most people don't even know about uh, most newer fans. They're not on top of this TNA thing. Most, I'm, I mean, I hate to stereotype, even though I just did. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. So, um, you know, I I think they shouldn't have just ignored that, but whatever it is, what it is, and and they did do that, and that's just the, the way it goes. The bottom line is, I do think the Lashley uh, stuff is interesting because, um, I mean, you know, maybe there's word out there in, in the dirt sheet world. Uh, maybe someone stooged it off and ratted it off from internally from WWE to one of the, you know, to one of the sheets. I don't know. Man, you guys might know more than me. Sometimes that happens. I, I As you know, I don't delve into that. Um I could simply reach out to Bobby, but I would never do that. I would never compromise our friendship. And as you guys know, that know my content for all these years, I do not compromise my friendship with anyone when it comes to content I provide. Unless, I mean, you know, unless it's like something that has to be done. And then I would never, I will, will protect that source. But that's happened very rarely. But I don't, um, I try not to do that. Therefore, I'm not going to just flat out privately ask Bobby. I'm just not going to do that. You know, all I did with Bobby was when he re-debuted in WWE, I, 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 I texted him, I congratulated him, told him, kick ass, do your thing, and that type of stuff, you know what I mean, and that was it, so I, I you know, I, I'm just happy to see guys and girls that, that are still rocking and rolling that I know, and that I did business with, uh, that they're kicking ass and taking names and doing well, that, that's, that's happy, that, that makes me happy, you know, so I'm happy for Bobby that they are putting time into him, and it seems like they're doing something that's interesting, now, what are they doing? with him right with all well yeah, you could speculate right i mean i'm gonna speculate in about two seconds but first i'm gonna take care of a little uh, a little business um as you guys know right support for this show right here the taz show which is gee whiz we're well over 550 episodes i believe uh support for the taz show comes directly from our friends at rocket mortgage by quicken loans see they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it don't matter if you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence that you need to make an informed decision. It's got its trusted partners. It's very convenient. It's all done electronically through a touch of a button. It's simple. And, uh, well, that kind of flows right into me closing this thing out. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. And mortgage confidently to get started, guys. Please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lender, licensed in, take two, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's a rocket mortgage. So, what I was saying was, with Bobby Lashley, what are they doing? Right? What are they doing? Well, you know, you can speculate. You can wonder. <clears throat> excuse me. You can you can you can do a lot of things. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing that jumps out to me maybe is maybe they're doing something where I wouldn't think that they're gonna have three women manage him, meaning his sisters. I would assume not his real sisters if he does have real sisters. But 
one of his sisters. I would think one of his sisters. I'm pretty sure. I only watched the promo once, but I'm pretty sure he, I mean, they sit down and interview Renee Young and Bobby. Pretty sure he kind of emphasized one of them, and I just can't recall her name right now. I'm just trying to blank. I should have wrote it down. Bad job by me. I apologize. I suck. Um, but um, but one of them was referenced. Um, I'm pretty sure. I I'm starting to think, ah, you know, maybe maybe this is a female that's going to manage him, and it's going to be his sister, and maybe that'll be a mouthpiece for him. Maybe that's where they're going. Could be. Not 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 a horrible thing if they have the right person to do it. Um, I think you need a woman who's a strong woman, who is someone that can be, even though it's in character I'm speaking, the sister of Bobby Lashley, someone that's a strong woman. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's someone that, that, that kind of like, uh, I'm trying to give you a good example. Powerful presence. You need a powerful presence there. Like Layla Ali, Ali, it wouldn't be hard, but I'm so, someone like that, a female like that, who you know can be uh, physically, you know, beat somebody up, no matter if she's a woman or not, and uh, is got the right character, you know, the right character that could be commanding on the mic and and speak in good ways uh, as a, as a mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley and let her little brother do business, you know what I mean, that type of thing. I could see that working. Bobby's just just beating the snot out of people, and his big sister has his back. You know, I tell you, there's there's something there. It's not bad. I'm talking myself into this angle, but uh, <laughs> I, I got a funny feeling that's maybe where WWE's going, something like that. Uh, maybe I'm not the first cat to think of that. If anybody else said that, I didn't hear because I don't listen to anybody else's content. As you guys know, no disrespect for those that are new to the Taz Show. I do that because I do not want to be. I don't want my opinions, thoughts, or feelings geared in any way, shape, or form. I like to give you my stuff clean. Coming clean, straight forge ahead. Speaking of straight forge ahead, we're going to go to break here. Other side of break, I'm going to bring up something else on Raw that jumped out to me as Finn Balor uh, defeated Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn to qualify for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. I want to talk about something from a production standpoint in this deal and give you my perspective on why I don't like what they've done and been doing in regards to stuff like this. Taz Show, sit tight, be right back. here on the Taz Show. Um, so, I'm going to get talking about this whole thing with uh, this three-way match they had on Raw with Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor qualifying for the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match in a second here. Um, and before I... Um, well, I want to talk a little bit about the Taz Show uh, flat out and stuff like that. Before I do that, let me, let me just tell you real quick, take care of some business. Support for the Taz Show comes from my good friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They know the deal, right? They know how important uh, a home plays in your life uh, for, your, for your family and yourself, and that's why they created Rocket Mortgage, to make things simple for you, make you confident, let you be confident, I should say, when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And, and it's a simple, very simple process. You guys know that. Rocket Mortgage gives you a very transparent online process 
uh, to keep you confident and informed with an informed decision. Its trusted partners, okay, allow you to share your financial information, which is vital, right? You don't want to share that stuff online without it being protected. Well, with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can do that with a touch of a button. And in addition, you get a real mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of the loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for yourself. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage conflict. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. That all number 33. Rocket Mortgage right quick and loan. So here's the deal, yo. So before I get talking about this Finn Balor, Roman, uh, Sami Zayn deal from Raw, so um, the production stuff I want to talk about mostly. So the Taz show, right? So like, um, yeah, look, it's definitely been, this changes. I've been doing this, for those that are new to this, I've been doing this like over three years and well over 550 uh, episodes. I don't even know what number I'm at. Um... There's been so many different, I don't know, I guess, versions of the Taz show, right? There's been, you know, there's been there's been the live daily show, uh, which is Monday through Friday, uh, you know, 7 a.m. Eastern for two hours live, and we had live video that went on for a long time. Okay, then then I was I was doing some stuff. I had some surgery on my on my hand, and I couldn't really drive, and I was doing some Skype stuff uh, with live video, live show, and a remote studio, doing that kind of stuff. Then doing some straight podcasts. Before all that, I was a U.S. podcast machine. Now I'm back to doing straight podcasts, but I'm not every day. So there's been so many changes and so many different producers and characters on the air and live phones. I forgot to mention that during the daily show that we were doing. I mean, there's been just tons and tons of different Taz show variations, right? It really has. Um, I look, I, I can't, the, for those of you that have stuck by me through all of the changes, I very much appreciate that. And, um, you know, especially those that have stuck by me since the human podcast days. I mean, even before I had the daily show. So, and again, for those newer folks, I, I, this show, the Taz show was live every day, daily with Facebook live, live video, the whole thing, full gamut, uh, bigger budget, all this jazz. But then, uh, there was an opportunity that came up at the beginning of this year for me to work in broadcast radio on CBS sports radio, uh, on a show called Taz and the Moose, which is myself and Mark Belusis, where we, it's on CBS sports radio every day at 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, and on Sirius XM channel 206. Uh, the thing, and that's, mainstream sports so we just basically talk a lot of NFL and NBA and college football college basketball some horse racing a little golf uh, some baseball we'll cover it all right and even some wrestling sometimes but so that obviously has taken my regular duties from doing the daily show along with the budget from the company like so uh, for those that don't get it or understand it and not that anyone's complaining but just so you guys know it's like a state of a union I guess um you know, I I am under contract. I've been under contract to CBS Radio for, geez, I don't know, over three years. And now we merged with a company, uh, a company bought them, I should say, called Entecom. So it's still a CBS field, but it's owned by Entecom. And so I've been under contract uh, for all that time. 
So I have a lot of say in what I do and my content, where I go and all that stuff. Yeah, I do. And there's also different monies involved for me. So I got a family and I got bills just like you guys do. Right. So I got to take care of, got to take care of home base. Um, and you know, I, I, but I, I haven't, um, I'm not like, you know, I I can't just do what I want anywhere time I want. I can't, you know, if I'm going to do a live sports show every day, you know, three hours a day with Mark Malusis on CBS Sports Radio, which I do do, and I'm under contract to do, um, then for me to turn around and do a live TAS show Monday through Friday is just not only a ton of work, but it would cost the company a lot, a lot more money. It would be expensive, you know, so, and this show is free and this show has always been free. This podcast is free. So, um, we've never put my content behind a subscription wall. You know, there was talk behind the scenes. There's a lot of you loyal fans of the Taz show. know, and I have exposed that to you guys and told you guys that a couple of years ago, there was some chatter about that, but we never did that. You know, I didn't want to do that to you guys and, and that, that love this stuff I put out that then you got to pay for it. And, and, and the company didn't want to do it. It wasn't just me, but you know, there are budgets involved. This is business. I am not a guy that just come a former wrestler or former wrestling broadcaster that just, you know, sits around a microphone and just talks, tells wrestling stories or, hey, I watched SmackDown. I thought it sucked. Hey, I thought it was great. And then, you know, whatever advertising money I get, I move on. I, I That's not my situation. I'm different than a lot of other podcast providers. No knocking on any of those guys or girls. I'm a contract employee, you know, to, to a company. So I, I, a big multimedia mass company. So I'm in a little bit of a different situation. So I, you know, I just wanted you guys to give you, without giving you all my business here, let you guys understand. So I know that the show is different than it used to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, all those producers, all the fun we had, and I'm thankful to all the guys and Video Brian and Handsome Johnny and, you know, Seth, who I'm still is one of my close friends. And I love Seth and I miss Seth. And we talk all the time. And Seth will be on the pod with me one day here soon. We will, he'll, we'll get him on here for sure. Um, you know, all the stuff, the captain, all the stuff, right? I mean, all the guys that have been part of the show. I mean, everybody. Uh, uh, Anthony, of course, my man. I see him every once in a while at the station at CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I, I miss all those guys. I miss the way the show was. I do, but... You know, business is business, and I had an opportunity, and I just, it just can't, I can't do both. The company financially to do both would be a lot. So I just want to just, I felt like I was obligated to just kind of bring it up again and not just move on. But, you know, for now, uh, I'm, I'm banging out two or three pods a week, giving you guys content where it's just wrestling focused, and, and that's the deal. So I hope you guys understand. Uh, and I know, and you know what? Hey, real quick before I move on, um, I know a lot of fans. Uh, maybe, you know, you might want to move on. You might, hey, no, I'm going to listen to somebody else. Hey, I'm not going to listen to this show no more. I like when he was every day. Oh, I like when it was live. Oh, I like when it was video. I like, well, you could like all that. That's great. And I appreciate that you supported it. But, you know, you never paid a dime for anything. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, you can, you do what you got to do and I'll do what I got to do. And if you're loyal to me, I love you. I love you to death for sure. But if you're not, I still love you. It's all good. But, I'm not, you know, I got to do what I got to do. I, I just like you guys, I got bills and a family and I got to take care of business. So, um, that's it. That's just how it goes. At the end of the day, no matter if producers are gone or this is not live or this is not video or this is not this or this is not that it don't matter. There's been one consistent thing with the Taz show from jump street, from the human podcast machine. And that's the voice you hear right now. 
That's it. That's the opinions you hear right now. That's it. That's the views you hear right now. That's it. That's been the consistent thing. That doesn't mean that's what you love the most. That doesn't mean that you hate it the most. But that, with the human podcast machine segueing into the daily video content of the Taz Show, into just audio live every day of the Taz Show, into a podcast every day of the Taz Show, or not every day, a couple days a week, it's still that voice. Me. Okay. Sounds like a douchey comment. Well, at times I could be a douchey guy. Okay. And that's how it goes. Those are facts. That's just the way it goes. Spitting truth. Now, Finn Balor defeated Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, right? So now Finn, which is awesome. He qualified uh, for the men's money in the bank uh, ladder match. Okay. So that's awesome. That's awesome for Finn, for the character. Well deserved. I just want to point out real quick. Finn looks, uh, Finn looks great. Uh, looks like he put on some size, got a little bigger. And he always looks ripped, but he really looks thicker and bigger. He looks full, as we would call it in the work world his muscles look full which he looks a little bigger he looks great um and these three guys tore it up there was no doubt uh, but uh, the thing i want to talk about with this it's not the actual physicality of the match which jumped out to me that's not that's not the dealio here so it's the production Okay, when these guys were on the outside and they're fighting by the guardrail and by the tech area and all this jazz, you know, we've seen this in wrestling, not just WWE for, for decades, right? No doubt about it. When you watch WWE's, uh, for me, when you watch WWE do stuff outside the ring like this, especially the past couple of years, it's different. It's different than the way other companies do it today with, with video cameras or TV cameras. And it's different the way I remember ECW did it when I was there. Um, and in this case, in my opinion, just because it's different, um, it doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> I don't like the way WWE does it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Now, first, I'm going to tell you <clears throat> what they do if you, don't, if you don't know, if you haven't noticed. Um, and then I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. Okay, so... What they do is a lot of different kind of like uh, quasi like jump cuts because they're doing three to four cameras shoot while these three guys are fighting on the outside. So let's just say hypothetically Roman Reigns takes, um, you know, a top of a uh, of, of a, a tech box, you know, like one of those gear boxes uh, that holds like big cables for TV and stuff. I'm, I'm just making this up. But let's say Roman rips the box top off and he hits Sami Zayn in the back with it. Boom. Camera two will catch that. And then the director will say, go to camera, go to camera three. Because there's, there's three guys on the floor following these three wrestlers with three handheld cameras. And then there's a hard camera shooting it also. Okay, which shoots the main ring. So it's four cameras for the most part. And then they'll say, cut the camera three. And then you'll see, you know, Roman hit Sammy again with that top a second time. It's a different angle. That's like they're cutting the cameras, jump, quick, jump, quick, jump, quick. All these different cameras. Okay. It's a lot more expensive to do that. It's heavy production value because you're bringing those camera guys. You're having them work the floor. You're having them work the physicality in the crowd. Security's got to be on their toes. There's a lot more involved. But there's no shortcut by WWE, by the way. I think it looks hokey. I think it looks it's overproduced. It's overproduction. It's too much. It feels forced. It, it, it just Now, maybe me. As an insider, and a guy's worked on the TV and the business for a long time, I'm sensitive to it. It jumps out to me. 
I'm curious what you guys think. You know, send me a tweet at official Taz if you want. Tell me if you disagree or agree. I'm all good with it. I'm just curious what what, what mass fans, maybe we'll put a poll out and see, you know what I mean? Uh, What the masses of fans, I should say, feel about it. I I just feel like it's way overproduced. It's too much. And I bet you most of you guys that are hardcore WWE fans, while I'm telling you this and you're listening to me on this podcast, you're probably saying, dang, how about when, um, you know, someone's in the ring stopping somebody and they have the camera zooming in and out. And you get dizzy and lightheaded watching the friggin' thing, which I've talked about a long time ago here on the Taz Show. You know, how about that? Yeah, you're right. That, too, is overproduction. But I'll pull back the curtain a teeny bit on that. A lot of times they do that. I hate to be rude, but a lot of times it's if someone's doing a, if stopping on someone or doing something physical and it looks like poopy. If it looks crappy the way it's being done and the, and the physicality is not there, they're distracting you with the cameras zooming in and out like that. See, so these production notes I'm telling you and pulling back the curtain for you and these opinions I'm giving you, see, these are what we call comments and thoughts you'll never hear on a WWE network. <laughs> Things that are probably keeping me out of the WWE Hall of Fame. Who knows? But uh, but I, I keep it real up here. I, I, I've done that from jump, as you know. So I just got to call like I see it. And, and I'm not being disrespectful to these people. I'm just telling you how I see it. So a lot of times when you see those, those cameras zooming in out, a lot of times it's, look, if someone is stomping on someone, if you get a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin who's stomping on somebody in the corner and Steve had great stomps, um, you didn't have to hide nothing Steve was doing. And not just Steve, a bunch of guys. I mean, I, I humbly say I, my stomps I thought was strong. You know, I mean, so it's like, you know, your, your crisp base work as a wrestler needs to be strong. Um, uh, you know, I, I do think that a lot of times you'll see that if it's someone that's working too light. So they're, they're distracting us as the viewer with the, eh, 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 the zoom going in and out. It's very annoying. So so I, I think that's part of the, you know, part of the thing they're doing. But back to this whole Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn thing on the outside of the ring. You know, this deal was really just a lot. It was just, it was too many cameras. I really felt that. And I respect the amount of money that WWE's putting into the production. And, um, you know, it is raw. I get it. It's live three-hour massive broadcast. I've been part of it. I know. I get it. But I do think when you do old school, where you have one camera following the action, sometimes the camera misses a blow or something like that. That's nice. That's good. That feels real. You know, when you see an unfortunate crime in the streets, in the inner city, and there's a camera maybe catching something live, or the police, or you watch cops or whatever, the show shows cops, you know, they don't, the camera doesn't catch everything. And it's usually one camera. And it doesn't catch everything. That's why it doesn't catch everything, because it is one camera. That brings out the realism. realism. And I got to tell you, that's what Paul Heyman, his genius was, was so brilliant uh, in ECW because of that. You know, we, we had very limited resources. We didn't have the money to do a three-camera shoot during a fight scene uh, or four-camera shoot. But that one-camera shoot, he made it look raw, no pun intended, raw, legitimate, and, 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 and it just felt real. Uh, the one camera makes it. The one camera as the guy, the cameraman is trying to climb over the wall to follow the wrestlers and the camera's shaking and you see the camera shooting the chair, shooting the floor, shooting the guy eating a hot dog, you know, as he's trying to get over the wall, the camera, and it's cool, man. It feels real. You don't have that with WWE. Ultra slick, ultra clean. 
that's they want to do motion pictures they want to do big big screen tv big, uh, big movies big movie feel i get it i know it i respect it i've heard it i've been in the meetings i know why they're doing it they're never going to change and, and and obviously it's not hurting their wallet <laughs> but i'm just saying um i think to give it more of that real feel you go a different way with it uh and it you know it, it, it the one camera man it's just it, it 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 really makes you feel like you're there. Like most of you guys have been to a wrestling event or an MMA event. And, you know, when it gets crazy in the cage at an MMA event and everybody's going crazy and people are trying to shoot it with their cell phone and then you watch the cell phone video back on your iPhone, it never looks crisp. It never looks clean. It looks gritty. It looks like all choppy and you miss some of it and this and that and you're trying to get around this or that. That's the realism that I feel WWE misses on television. You know, that's 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 what you know, that's why that back in the day on Raw, like around ninety eight or whatever, it was ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, and they were doing GTV stuff, which I always thought was a genius gimmick. I love the GTV. It's like hidden cameras and locked rooms or the bathrooms for the wrestlers, and and that was the gimmick. A lot of people know what I'm talking about. But it looked like a spy cam. It looked gritty, black and white. It was a still shot. It looked real, you know. And it just it, it, it's riveting. It grabs your attention, and I really think that's what WWE is missing, especially with these fight scenes. I don't need all these jump cuts. I don't need the camera cutting left and right. You don't need it. I don't need to see Finn Balor, you know, kicking Sami Zayn in the belly on five different angles on the outside in the 10th row of whatever arena. It's just, you don't need all those different angles. It just, it, it, again, maybe it's just one guy's opinion, but. It's something that jumped out to me, so I want to just come out here and spit about it a little bit. Um, but anyway, the match was great, and congrats again to Finn Balor for defeating, you know, Sammy and uh, and Roman uh, to qualify for that men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And uh, one of the things that jumped out to me real quick, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but about Ember Moon, you know, she also she now uh, she qualified for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, now she defeated Sasha and uh, Ruby Riot. Uh, awesome match here. I love the match. Um, that she got interviewed backstage afterwards, you know, uh, I think by Charlie Caruso, I believe it was, yes. And, you know, I feel like Ember Moon, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of the gimmick. I'm a fan of the girl's work. I am. I like her since NXT when she first came in, the whole deal. I do think that um, you got to be careful a little bit. I think they're kind of overproducing her promos backstage, the smiling too much. The girl's got beautiful white teeth. I mean, like big pearly whites, gorgeous teeth. I mean, great, great teeth on her, right? And and I, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like they're telling her to smile and force a smile so people see her, her great, beautiful teeth. And the girl, she don't have to smile. You can tell she's got great teeth. Uh, a pretty girl. I mean, don't get me wrong. And she's got the crazy contacts and all that, but her teeth really jump. And I, I don't know, man. No one told us. I feel like they're telling us smile more so people see her teeth more how shiny her, her teeth uh, look um and 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 they're, they're putting her over don't get me wrong but i think that's why she's they're having to do that i know she did a little bit of the smiling stuff in nxt but i, I watched this this interview with charlie and it just didn't it felt like the girl in baboon was kind of like like forcing who they want her to be and it's not her fault i just think she's getting 
probably a lot of div- uh, direction, and maybe it's a, a little too much, and they're overproducing her, which WWE has been guilty of doing many times and micromanaging and stuff. Again, things you'll never ever hear on the WWE Network. So um, <laughs> they can do all the shooty type stuff they want. They ain't shooting hard. So uh, I'm just again, I'm no, I'm, I'm agenda free, bro. That's my gimmick. So uh, I'm just telling you, like I see it. I, I think the girl Ember is going to be a big, huge star in the main roster for sure, and uh, and 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 I think she'll kick ass and take names in that women's money in the bank ladder match so congrats to ember uh, let the girl be her guys let, let the, the the writers and 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 vince and triple h and staff let her be her she's she's got a lot of talent and a lot of charisma and don't overproduce her let her do a thing um and i just did my thing and now i'm out so i very much appreciate uh you guys giving uh this podcast a listen it's always a grand time and fun, as you guys know. And I'll be back at you later in the week. Uh, thank you again, guys. Spread the word of the show. Let everybody know. Give me a review, a rate, a gimmick, a shame with Furman on the iTunes. Put me over. Just put me over at all times. I'm Taz. You're not. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grief.